All right, so um, those of you who are new to us, we've been going through the gospel according to John for the last few years, actually. We are on the last chapter. Uh, these are the last moments of Christ's um, time with his disciples on earth. So they are very precious time um, that we can learn from, lessons that we have to learn from as well. So before we go further, let's read from... Um, John chapter 21, shall we read from verses 15 to 19? John chapter 21, verses 15 to 19. Reading, So, when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than this? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my lambs. He said to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my sheep. He said unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved, because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things, thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, Feed my sheep. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, When thou wast young, thou girdest thyself, and walkest whither thou wouldest. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hands, and another shall gird thee, and carry thee whither thou wouldest not. This spake he, signifying by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he saith unto him, Follow me. May God bless the reading of his word. Let's turn to God in prayer. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for giving us your holy word. And from within it, we can trace the life of our Saviour, to know him and to love him. And Lord, we do pray that tonight you be in our midst to teach us many lessons that will help us to grow spiritually. We pray for every group that is gathered in thy house. May you use the facilitators to teach thy word. Lord, feed your children tonight in thy house. And Father, as we come, we ask again for cleansing, for washing in the blood of Christ. Be with us. May your Holy Spirit be our teacher. Remove all tiredness and distraction. Help us, O Lord, to know our Saviour better and to love Him. This we ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now this would be, for those of you who are new, this would be the Lord Jesus having resurrected. We know that the Lord Jesus was crucified. He died three days later and he resurrected. That's a historical fact. And this was the time where he would then meet up with his disciples and he met with them. And at this point he met with them by the seaside. By the seaside. The, the disciples, they went out fishing again. They caught nothing. And then the Lord... Um, appeared to them. He was on shore. He told them what to do and they caught many fishes. And then he came on, 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 onto the shore and there the Lord Jesus cooked breakfast for them. The Lord Jesus actually cooked breakfast for them. Fish and they had some bread. So it is in this surrounding that this conversation went on. So the disciples were around him. The Lord was talking to them. And here we have the record of the Lord talking to Peter. Remember Peter denied the Lord Jesus three times, right? And here, the Lord asked Peter three times, Do you love me, Peter? 
do you love me, Peter? Do you love me, Peter? Three times. And three times, whenever Peter answered, yes, I do. And every time he says that, what is the answer? Chloe, what was the Lord's answer? Whenever Peter said, I love you, Lord, what, what did the Lord say back to him? Feed my sheep every time. Feed my lamb, feed my sheep, feed my sheep. The same answer again and again. What should we learn from here? Well, one of the things we know, the Lord Jesus was restoring Peter, right? Peter um, betrayed the Lord, denied him three times. And here the Lord is very gracious. Peter was called to be an apostle and the Lord would restore him and publicly. So the people heard him say three times. Publicly, the other disciples heard as well. So the other disciples would know that the Lord Jesus has forgiven Peter, restoring him to apostle work. Right? So that's why the Lord did that. Now, but, but besides that, there are important things that we have to learn. This conversation is not simply um, the restoration of Peter, but the Lord commissioned Peter. This is the Lord telling him, Peter, you said you love me. Then Peter, I commission you to do certain work. What's the commission? Go feed my sheep. Alright, so some of you may not understand what feed my sheep is. Not that the Lord Jesus had a lot of um, um, woolly sheep running around. The Bible, whenever the Lord refers to sheep as, as people, He refers to the believers, right? He calls us sheep. The Lord Jesus is called the, the great shepherd, right? The great shepherd. So we are, the believers are called sheep to Him. We studied over the last um, few, few months the characteristic of sheep. I hope you remember many interesting characteristics of sheep. And here the Lord says, feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. So three times. In Peter being commissioned to go and feed God's sheep, feed us, feed the children of God, feed his believers. There are things that we have to learn. So here the Lord Jesus tells Peter, tells Peter, feed my sheep. Alright? Feed my sheep. So Yes, we can draw. We are like sheep. Right? Sheep, that's us. Feed my sheep. So we are told to be Peter to feed. To feed. To feed God's children. Now, the Lord commissioned Peter to do that. And Peter never for, forgot what he was supposed to do. Now, please turn to First Peter. Please share your Bibles. First Peter. Then the Apostle Peter wrote and he told the elders of the church. He told the pastors, the elders of the church. What did he tell the leaders of the church? 1 Peter chapter 5. Alright, so please share your Bible. 1 Peter chapter 5. Now let us read verses um, 1 and 2. 1 to 2. 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 1. Actually, let, let's read verses 1 to 4. 1 to reading. The elders which are among you I exhort, who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God which is among you. Take the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind, 
neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Now here, the Apostle Peter, he wrote, so the Lord went back to heaven, so the Apostle Peter continued to stay on and did his apostolic work, and he wrote to the churches. What did he tell the churches? He told the church leaders, feed God's sheep, feed God's flock. The same thing, the Lord commissioned him, and he commissioned the churches. So this was not simply restoration of Peter. It was a very important task from there onwards to all churches. The church's duty is to do what? To feed God's sheep. Right? So this is a very important um, point in the Christian church where the Lord commissioned the Apostle Peter. Now, so here the question is this, question number one. So let's try and follow. Let's try and follow. What is the aim of feeding and being fed as God's sheep? What's the aim of being fed? What's the aim of the church? Feeding God's sheep. Alright, what's the aim? What is the aim? Now remember, this is an interesting conversation. We, we said it many times. The Lord says, do you love me, Peter? Then Peter answers, yes. Correct? Peter answers, yes. Three times, yes. Now, you would normally, if you ask someone, do you love me? Right? Then someone say yes. Then you'll be quite happy. Say, good, I'm glad, I'm glad you finally love me. All right? But here, every time the Lord says, do you, Peter, you, in particular you, do you love me? Yes. Then say, go feed my sheep. Go feed my sheep. So those of you who are here, you don't answer. <laughs> so God asked Peter, Peter, do you love me? Right? Do you love me? If you love me, feed my sheep. Do you think it's a, it's a strange, question, strange, strange thing to ask? Maybe I'll ask friends. Rachel, do you think it's a, bit, it's a bit odd, right? The Lord says, do you love me? If you love me, then go feed my sheep. Go feed my sheep. Why? <coughs> Why do you think so? Why do I think they ask? Yeah, they ask to do this particular thing. Feed. Feed his sheep. If you love me, feed my sheep. There's so many things that the Lord could respond, but he said, go feed my sheep. I don't know, maybe if your pet, if you love me, feed my pet. <laughs> I mean, I'm too bad, I'm away. It was his way of asking Peter to show that he loved him. To show that he loved him. Okay, to show. Alright. Now, if you really love me, then show me that you love me by going to feed my sheep. Okay, and maybe I ask, I've, I, I don't even know your name. Oh, Sophia. Sophia? Sophia, all right. Sophia, you want to try? I know Sophia and Jen, right? Right, I saw both of your names together. Sophia. Why? Why do you think so? You can say, I don't know, it's all right. <laughs> don't know. Then you can ask Jen. Jen. <laughs> Yeah, pass it to Jen. Jen, why do you think so? <laughs> why? <coughs> Not sure. All right. Crystal, right? Uh, Hannah. There's Hannah, there's Crystal, and then... Sindur. Say again? Sindur. Sindur. All right. Hannah, Crystal, Sindur. Right. Hannah. 
Go and teach my people, right? Go teach my people. One thing is, is clear. Every time Peter says, I love you, God will say, feed my sheep, right? So loving God is linked with feeding his sheep. What is the greatest commandment that God gives to men, to Christians? What's the greatest commandment? Isaac, do you remember? What's the greatest commandment? Not sure. All right, Jackie. Remember? Not sure. Your name? Michael. Want to try? No. <laughs> All right. Susan, what's the greatest commandment? To love God. To love God, right? Let's turn to Matthew chapter 22. Matthew 22. Now, the people asked the Lord Jesus when he was on earth, what is the greatest commandment? What is the greatest commandment? Matthew chapter 22, so you could share your Bibles with our friends. Let's read from verses 34 to 40. 34 to 40, are you ready? Let's read together. Matthew 22, verses 34 to 40, reading. But when the Pharisees had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, they were gathered together. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him, saying, Master, what is the great commandment in the law? Jesus saith unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and the great commandment, and the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So here the Lord Jesus was asked, what is the greatest commandment? So, Isaac and Jackie, now you know. What's the greatest commandment? Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Alright? Then the next is to love your neighbor as yourself. Now, actually, these, these two things that the Lord Jesus says summarize the Ten Commandments. Alright? The first five and the second five. The first five about loving God. Or some say the first four. Loving God Right? Then the second about our relationship with men. So God summarized it as that. So God says the greatest commandment, the aim of men, the purpose of men and why God saved and created men is that, that men may love God. Correct? That men may love God. Right? That is the greatest commandment. So as Christians, that is our greatest commandment. Maybe as, as friends visiting, you say, oh, this is a religion. I thought they always say God loves me. It's a religion that is about God loves me, right? Tonight, I want to help all of us understand and maybe need to correct our own thinking what really is the duty of man, why God created man, what is Christianity really about. So here, the great commandment is that. So, back to this question. Now, Peter, if you love me, go feed my sheep. Right? So Rachel, you say, for example, it could be that the Lord says, well, prove your love to me by going to feed my sheep. Right? Now, but the question is this. There are so many things that the Lord could have asked Peter to do. Right? To ask Peter to do. Um, 
But he specifically chose to say, go and feed my sheep. Go and feed my sheep. Now look here. Love. You say, you love me? Feed my sheep, right? God's commandment to man is to love God, correct? To love God. And if Peter were to feed God's sheep, his aim would be what? To fulfill the great commandment, correct? And to fulfill the great commandment is to love God. Hmm? So that's what we've been covering the last uh, few weeks. The aim of Peter telling the church from there on, church leaders, please listen. Go and feed God's flock. We read just now, right? Go and feed God's flock. Why? By feeding God's flock, what is the aim of feeding God's flock? The aim of feeding God's flock is that God's flock will love God. Remember that. That you would love God. Now, so I ask question number one. Very straightforward. What's the aim of feeding? What's the aim of feeding? What's the aim of feeding God's sheep? That God's sheep may love God, correct? That is why. Um, the, Peter said, go feed God's sheep. That is why you see the link. The Lord keeps saying this. Now, Peter, if you love me, feed my sheep. If you love me, if you love me, then you would want my sheep also to love me. Correct? We said many times, if you, if, you, if you love someone very much, if you love someone very much, now you love your dad very much, for example, right? You love your dad very much. Would you like other people to like your dad as well? Naturally. Right? Or you would you want others to have a bad impression of him, hate him? Of course not. So Peter, God says now, Peter, if you really love me, I am leaving this earth physically now. All right? But I'll be with you always in spirit. I'm leaving. And what I want you to know is, what I want you to do is, you tell me you love me, then help other sheep to also know me and love me. Then go feed them. Feeding is always for the purpose that the sheep may know to love God. That's why God always link it. Feeding them means you love me. Why of all the tasks? This task, because of that. Because of that. Right? So, now, then, then the question is this. What's the aim of feeding and being fed? Is that the sheep may love God. So, what do I want to be fed as God's sheep? CP. God's Word, alright? God's Word. What I want to be fed with? I want to be fed with God's Word. Now, God's Word contains a lot of things. Hmm? So, why do you want to study God's Word? When you study God's Word, you know more about Him. And the more you know about him, the more you will love him. Correct? Yes, yeah, so we covered that many times. Can you love someone who you don't know, who you hardly know? The reason why many Christians do not love our Savior much is because we know very little of him. Very little. Isaac and Jackie, are, are you close friends? Yeah. Oh, okay. I will see you all together. Right? Do, so, Isaac, do, do you think um, you, you like Jackie more than... Uh, Michael behind you. Yeah. Why? I think Michael is better looking. <laughs> no, Jackie, I'm kidding. Right? You know him longer. You know him longer. Well, 
if if I give you the next three months um, to get to know um, um, Michael as well, all right? What would you need in order to like Michael more? Do more things together, get to know him more, right? Right? Strangers, he's a stranger now, so you're not best friends, correct? But because you spend a lot of time with Jackie, I heard you all went to school together when you were younger, right? Go with primary school, all right? Go way back, do things together, come to church together. That day I saw you when you were leaving, you would look for Jackie, I'm going, I'm going, <laughs> right? Why well, you didn't tell me you're going? <laughs> because I'm still a stranger to you, right? So until we know more, that's why God says, feed my sheep, let them know me more. Know God through what? Through His Word. Must be through His Word. Alright? Through His Word. Feeding is always feeding with God's Word. So, I still have the question that remains. Um, Hazel. Mm, how should I ask this? So CP says she wants to be fed with God's word. Why do you want to be fed with God's word? So that I will know him and love him. I, I keep saying that. You just keep learning to say this. So that I know him and I love him. You say it long enough, I hope it dawns on you. <laughs> All right? But what specifically about God's word? The reason I want to ask is this. Sometimes people study God's word for what reason? Uh, Brenda, say again. Yeah, you can answer, Hazel. Yes. No more his commandments. Okay, we'll come to that. But Brenda, why do you think some people study God's word? Oh, wow, okay. So some people study God's word. Okay, thanks for saying. To solve my problems. To solve my problems, right? To solve my problems. Actually, many people look for religion for that purpose, right? Um, some people, they look for religion because life is full of problems. I want answers to life's problem. I not want to be able to deal with problems in life. I hope that religion gives me some answers and help me to solve life's problem. Right? So, yes. So, some people study God's word for that, to solve life's problem. Um... Yes. You right? So some some study God's word to spread his word. Right? To spread his word. Now okay, so we write another one. Right? We write another one. So we just keep collecting. Why do you study God's word, Jeremy? So that um, uh, I can be I would say love, more than love, but Hazel said that already, so, um, so that we would know how to follow his commandments and know what he wants for us in our lives. Okay, so another one is to love him, and another one is to um, know commandments for our life. Why do you want to know God's commandment for your life? So you know what his will for So you know what his will for you. Why do you want to know God's will for your life? Hmm. Yeah. Why? Because, um, Why? I mean, we, we don't want to do anything that is against God. We don't want to do anything against God. Why don't you want to do anything against God? 
You're afraid you get punished. No, I, so I mean, some fear punishment. If you love someone, you wouldn't want to do something against what you against their view. It's like you love your parents. Okay, so you come back to love again. Okay. Oh, you're a very loving person. <laughs> yeah, I actually want us to be very clear in our hearts when we study God's word. Every time you pick up the Bible to read the Bible, every time you come for Bible study, you attend um, a, a message. <clears throat> Why do you attend? There can be many reasons, right? Many reasons. But all the reason must come back to one focal point. All the reason must come back to one focal point. What's the focal point? Obviously, is the one great commandment, correct? And what's the great commandment? That man would love God with all heart, soul, strength, and mind. Correct? So when we read God's word, what do you want to be fed by? I want to be fed by that which will cause me to love my Savior. What do I want to be fed with? Some people want to be fed with solutions to life's problem. Some people want to be fed with how to know God's will. I know God's will, then I won't get into trouble. Well, God's will would be if I do God's will, I think I'll be most blessed, right? So maybe I write here. Some want to be read God's word for blessings. Ever heard of that? Some read God's word for blessings. Virtue very common. For blessings. Okay? So maybe some of you are not Christians yet. You say, why, why do I want to be interested in this religion? Maybe for blessings and so on. But God says the greatest commandment is to love Him. And God told Peter, if you love me, then feed my sheep that they may know me and love me. So whenever you read God's word, whenever you start study God's word, Christians, I hope you start with this. Lord, I want to know you more. Like Isaac, his close friend with Jackie because he knows Jackie well. Lord, I want to know you well. Correct, right? Isaac and Jackie, correct? Did I get the names right? Correct. Huh? Say again? Isaiah, what did I call you? Isaiah. Isaiah. Oh, yeah. oh yes, Isaiah. We're doing the book, Isaiah, remember now. Isaiah and Jackie, right? So, and Jack. Alright, I'll get this right. I'll get this right the next time. Right, so Isaiah and Jack are good friends. Lord, I want to, the reason why I come to church, Lord, the reason why I read the Bible at night, Lord, the reason why I come for Bible studies, Lord, because I want to know you. Because I want to love you more. I want to be drawn to you. That is the reason. That is the whole reason. I answered question number two. Alright, so question number one is, what do I want to be fed with as Godship? I want to be fed with anything that will help me to love my Savior more. That is what it is. I want to be fed with anything that will help me love my Savior more. And definitely, it is through God's Word. I hope you're not looking to be fed with by something else. Enoch, why do you eat anything? Do you have a purpose for eating? No. <laughs> okay. I know at the age you don't have. At my age, I have. Now, um, all right, Ben, Ben Cho, why do you eat anything? You need to grow. Right, you need to grow. Do you eat what you like? 
or do you eat what is necessary to help you grow? Um, try to eat what's good for me. <laughs> try to eat what's good for me. All right. Okay, so we come back to that after us. Now, let's answer question number two first. Now, what are the two commandments? Two great commandments. We, we answered that, Matthew 22. So, we just write that down. Now, so now, maybe some of you are not Christians yet. Or some of you are Christians. They say, wait, hang on. All my life, what I hear about Christianity is God loves me. Right? You many books, God loves me. Tracks, God loves me. Booklet, God loves me. Or God loves you. So very often we read and we, we hear this concept, God loves me. Christianity is about God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. So it's about God loving me, right? So look at this question. It's not Christianity about God loves me rather than I am to love God. Because now, when the Lord was on earth, He told the people, what's the greatest commandment? Love God with all your heart, soul, strength and mind. Okay? Actually, be honest, alright? Um, Isaiah. Oh, Michael. Michael, are you a Christian? Not yet. Alright, so I ask Isaiah. Now, Isaiah, all the while, what's your concept of Christianity? God loves me. Or I must love God. Your concept has always been Christianity is more about God loves me or is about about us loving God. That's very good. So you're starting at the right place. Right? Us loving God. I remember I asked one question in one of the sessions, then one young man said, I said, why, why, why does God want to feed you? Phoebe, why does mommy and daddy feed you with food? Because? Elim, why does your parents feed you with food? To make you healthy, alright? Anna, Anna, why do your parents feed you with food? So you don't fall sick, okay? <laughs> These Asian kids are like that. <laughs> you know, ask, ask one, ask one, and, and the boy said, Bec Because God loves me. Actually, it's true, right? Why do you feed anyone? Because God loves. Why, does, why do your parents feed you? Because they love you, correct? They love you, they want you to be healthy, they love you because they don't want you to fall sick because they love you, right? Or is it because they don't spend money and send you to the hospital? No, because they love you, correct? So very often when you say, why does, why does Peter, why does Christ ask Peter to feed God's sheep? Because God loves the sheep. I was kind of stuck, <laughs> kind of stunned, right? How do I answer that? Can you beat that? You can't beat that, right? Why does God want to feed me? Because He loves me, correct? Because he loves me. But yet we know the Lord makes it very clear. Commandment number one and commandment number two in the Ten Commandments. Justin, what's commandment number one? Thou shalt have no other gods before me. I must be the only one. What's number two? Thou shalt not make any graven images nor bow to them. I am the only God in your life. All your heart, soul, strength, and mind is totally on me. Correct? First and second commandment. Very clear. It's about, the Lord says, you love me. You, you, you worship me. So, Christianity, is, is it about God loving me? Or is it about me loving God? Now, question, and I ask further. 
Why does God want us to be fed so that we will know Him and love Him? Oh no, Elim. Your mommy and daddy wants to feed you because they want you to love her, love them. Is it? Yes. <laughs> okay. Very honest. All right. Well, maybe, maybe some parents say, you know why I feed you? Because when I'm old, I want you to feed me in return. <laughs> I want you to love me, to be grateful to me. You think that is why God wants to feed us? God says, I feed you because I want you to love me. Hmm. Then does it make God very selfish? The previous, previous session, someone says, then God is narcissistic. God wants to be number one. Everything is about Him. God is narcissistic. You know narcissistic? means it's all about me, alright? I'm the only one. Love only me. Serve only me. Maybe some other people think, wow, this God is a bit, a bit demanding. Only about Him. Only about Him. Love Him with all heart, soul, strength and mind. So does God love me or not? Does God love me or not? Why does God feed us so that we will love Him? Why do you think so? Alright, now move over to... Ah, maybe I still ask. Crystal, you want to try? Why does God want to feed you? Why does God want you to love Him? Because He is very, very proud. Is it? No, because true loving Him is, is the only way we follow And that's what I Alright? Only through loving Him, then we will follow Him, and that is the right path. Alright? So I write down some of these words. You say that is love Him, and that is the right path. Why not love yourself? Because most people feel that I love myself, that is the right path, right? In fact, today, young people are taught, love yourself. In fact, Christianity is presented this way today. Christianity is presented as a religion that um, know that God loves you. That makes you special. God, that makes you special. Hmm? Do you think that is what God is, is, is saying? I want you to feel special. And I do anything that I do is so that you love me and I'm a selfish God. Is it that? Because some, some people cannot accept Christianity because they say it's a religion that is so exclusive. This God only. And some parents don't like Christians, don't like children to be Christians. Because they say, I heard that Christianity is a religion that their God expects them to love them, love Him with, his, with their all. Then they get very worried, right? So, does God love you? Jack, does God love you? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Why? Because you're lovable. Yeah, maybe. Yes, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yes, maybe. Now we are all sinners, right? We are all. The Bible says we are all like worm in His sight. We are. Um, we have nothing good in us, but yet God came to die for us, right? There's nothing good in us at all, right? But God says He loves you. So how do we answer this question? Is, it, is Christianity about God loves me? Or is it more about the Christian must live a life that says, um, like Isaiah begin right, it's about me loving God. Which one? Actually, Rachel, from, from where you hail from and the different churches you've attended, what's a typical theme that you've always heard? 
from the U.S. to Australia. <laughs> we love him because he first loved us. Correct. So the Bible says we love him because he first loved us. Right? We will not love him, actually. You know, he first loved us and his love moved us. Let me see. So, Ben, what do you think? Is Christianity about a religion that we should love God? Maybe I'll ask Rachel again. If God didn't love you, would you still worship Him? If God didn't save you, should you still worship Him? Out of fear, I think I would. Out of fear, we still should, right? Why? Because He's all-powerful. Because He is the Almighty God. He's the Holy God. So, God is God. Even if God did not come and save man, man still need to worship Him because He's the Creator. He's the infinite God. Right? Um, uh, Michael, which university are you in? Murdoch. Do you know the prince? Do you know the, what do you call it? The president there? No? Okay. Um, you don't know him. But if you see a letter that says, you must do this, do that, do this, do that as a student in the university and sign off president of Murdoch. Do you know him? Personally, no. But do you feel you should obey the circular that came to you? Why? Because he's the president. <laughs> right? Now, first of all, human must realize that just because he is God, we need to worship him. We should worship him. We should... Um, adore him. He is God, right? Now, my point that I want to bring up is this. Why, maybe I ask you, why does God command us to love him? Well, firstly, like Rachel rightly pointed out, he came to die for our sins. We don't, he don't owe us anything. Jack, does, it, does God owe you anything? No, right? Do you think God, who created the whole universe, who is so holy, should come and die for you? No. But yet he came. So yes, number one, out of gratefulness, we should love him. But, what else? What else? Jeremy. Quick. Does God love you? Yes. God loves you. Why does God want to command you to love Him? My point is this, you know. Should God command us to love Him? I mean, outside the fact that we should be grateful. Alright? Should God command men? Command, you know. You know, it's a command or not. Those of you who are married. Right? The husband tells the wife, I command you to love me. Or the wife, I command you to love me. Command. Should a God, and especially this is the true and only living God, command men to love him? Why? All right, and, and, uh, Crystal is very adamant. Yes. Why? Because loving is a decision more than a feeling. Yeah, a decision more than a feeling. Alright, but should God command men to love him? Do you think when God commands you to love Him, um, command you to obey Him, 
Ben, God command you to obey Him? God command you to love Him? Is it because God needs love? God is self... Huh? Wait, what did you just say? God command you to love Him for your own good. <laughs> Jack also agreed. Explain, Jack. What does Ben mean? Uh, I thought he said it wrong. But it, uh, he said it was for God's for God's good. Yeah. Alright. So wait, so what's your answer? God wants you to love him for God's good or for your good? My good. For your good. How? Sounds so confusing. because uh, uh, we'll be better off if uh, we follow his command. You'll be better off. Are you sure? Yeah. Michael, the Christians in front of you say it's better off to follow God's <laughs> commandment. What do you think? You agree? Why? It's God's commandment. It's just like the principal's commandment. It's for your own good. Now, when God says, I command you to love me, God is not a God that needs love. He's not an old man in, in the sky as some people imagine. He's very lonely. Please love me. Please love me. He is the Almighty God. He do not need, He is all-sufficient. Understand that. He's infinite. He's be, what is infinite? Who does mathematics? Justin, what is infinite? Huh? Unlimited. Unlimited. He is infinite. You can't even begin to imagine. He don't need man at all. So why would He command man? And the most important command and the summary of the first five commandments is to love me. Why? Does God need us to give Him anything? He's the owner of the whole universe. He's the infinite God. He don't need anything from man. In fact, we are at His mercy all the time. We need Him. But yet He says, love me. Why? And He says that God loves you, right? So, Michael, um, Sophia, Jen, um, you may wonder, why, why does the Christian God want men to obey Him? It is not because He is a control freak. You know, some people are control freak. I want to control you, so you listen to me. When God asks you, listen to me, believe in me, trust in me, I'm the Savior, it is for your good. God has nothing to gain from us. We have everything to gain. So this God tells us, He said, now listen to me, obey me, and love me, because when you do that, it is for the very best in your life. It is for your good. Do you believe when your parents say, Jennifer, don't eat so many burgers. Okay, as a young one. Uh, the young one. All right, Phoebe. I know Phoebe loves cakes, right? Phoebe loves cakes. Mommy says, Phoebe, don't eat so many cakes. And that's a command. How does Phoebe feel? And then Phoebe look at all the cakes at the wedding. How does Phoebe want to do? Eat as many as possible, right? Right, <laughs> yeah, I know. Now, God tells us, I give you this commandment. As human, we may not understand. Maybe Christ is not your saviour at this point. You cannot understand. Why? I cannot understand. Cannot this, cannot that. I don't like church because the church people, they seem to not go here, not do that, not... 
a lot of knots I don't like. But no, just like parents, when they keep explaining to very young ones, I think Phoebe is at the age where she understands, the very, very young ones, they don't understand. I don't understand. But the parents will keep saying, I tell you because of your own good. Isaiah, does your parents say that? I tell you for your own good. Always. <laughs> All right, very frank. They always say that. But when you are three years old, you look at the cake, right? You know how sweet and how nice it tastes. Did you remember I said, I cannot understand why this can be for my good. Cake is good. <laughs> very good, <laughs> right? Very good. Does your parents gain anything from you not eating those cake? Yeah, maybe they save some pocket money. <laughs> you don't have to see doctor. But God is an infinite God. You know, it's nothing to lose. They have nothing. They purely out of love. Understand that. When God says, I command you to love me, means to obey me, to listen to me, it is not that God will gain anything from you. We, those of you came on Friday, you heard the gospel, right? Jesus Christ came to this world. He is God himself. He's the creator of the universe. Michael, were you here last Friday? No. Right? So I was sharing that God himself came to this earth because we are sinners. We are sinners. And the penalty of sin is eternity in hell. God has nothing to gain. And he came and he says, believe in me. That is the problem. Even when he walked on earth, many of his own people rejected him. And he says, why would you not believe in what I say? They just won't trust him. All right? When this God comes to die for our sins, you can trust Him fully. It's for your good. I so hope none of you will feel, for, the, for those who are not Christians, you feel, oh, this religion is everything about obey, 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 obey. Um, Jen, do you have nephew and nieces? You have. Do you always tell them, obey your daddy and mommy? You tend to tell them that. Obey your daddy and mommy. Obey your daddy and mommy, right? Why? Why do you say that to them, Jen? When they're naughty. Why would you want to say that to them when they're naughty? Let them be. Why not let them be, Jen? Be more responsible. What happens if they're not responsible, Jen? What will they get into? They will punish. They will be punished, alright? Or they will get into trouble, right? They get into trouble. Listen to your Daniel mommy. Why? Because... Is for your good. Otherwise, you get in trouble or you might get punished, right? It's the same why we tell you, listen to this God. He is the living God. It's not because He is a, a, a God that needs your attention. The reason is, if you don't, there is punishment awaiting. There is trouble that we get into. So, Isaiah, oh, Shane, oh, Shane, you're hiding behind that. Shane, when you don't obey God, what happens? What happens, Shane? Besides pastor calling you? <laughs> God, God, will chastise. God will chastise you. Um, now, remember sin. Sin has consequences. Remember that. Sin has consequences. Okay? Sin has consequences. When God says, listen to me, obey me, obey me, God is telling you all, telling us, if you don't consequences will happen. God says, do not, do not steal. <coughs> right? Do not steal. 
commandment number? Do not steal. <laughs> we need to do revision. Caleb, number eight, right? Number eight, like the man wearing the mask, right? Eight. Do not steal. God says, do not steal. Why? Now, if you steal, are there consequences, Michael? When you get caught, if you don't get caught, God knows. One day we'll face God. Sin has consequences. So when God says, obey me, it's always for us to avoid the consequences of sin. And friends, there is one consequence that is eternal. The consequence of paying for our own sins. Right, Michael, um, Sophia, Jen? God says that, and this is the living God. He revealed to us that if our sins are not forgiven, when we die, the consequence is eternity in hell. So God revealed to us. God revealed to us in His kindness and His love. God can just ignore us and don't tell us. Right? In His kindness, He says that. That is why God says, Believe in me. Obey me. Love me is always for your good. Loving God is always for your good. So now I answer the question that I've been asking the whole night, if you've been following me. Does God, is it about God loves me or me to love God? When God tells us, love me, it's because He loves you. Parents always say, listen to daddy and mommy, obey me, trust in me, right? Follow me, love me. It's always because they love you. Well, maybe there are some parents who are not good on earth, but God, the heavenly father, is a perfect father. He is the perfect father. You know, I struggle with this because uh, when I first came to Australia, I kept using the example of the father loving the son, caring for the son. And then some people say, no, don't use that because many people have broken families. They hate their father. But God, the heavenly father, is a perfect father. He loves you with perfect love. Right? So you can trust him fully. You can trust him fully. So... Is Christianity about God loves me or about me love God? If you choose to love Him, obey Him, have Him as your God and Savior, it is always for your good. There will be eternal good. All right. So I hope that you understand this. But one of the other reasons why I brought this up is there is, a, there is a brand of Christianity which I hope we are always very wary of um, over time. Some of you who are not Christians, you may get turned off. You say, oh, this Christianity is really bad. It's always asking for money. It's always, always uh, wanting people to, um, to give to the church and all that. It is not about that. It's always about God reaching out to men, saving men. All right? so, um, and don't, don't fall for a false Christianity that is all about. Um, believe in God and you will never fall sick. Believe in God and you become rich. All right? it's, a real, it's a false Christianity that is painting a wrong picture to you. The right picture is God loves you. God does not want you to fall into sin. All right? That's the main aim. Not that God thinks that blessing is evil. But that is not God's main aim. Physical blessings in life. All right? Spiritual blessings is what God always talks about. Your eternal life, first and foremost. Okay, So I hope that that we remember that. 
Now ask another question. Maybe I ask this. Um, I ask someone once. I say, so why do you come to church? Why do you believe in Jesus? Because so that when I, so that He will help me, so that I can pass my exam, so that I can get a good job, and I can make a lot of money, and I can have a good life. All right. So that was the concept of this young man. Um, does God want things to be good in your life? What do you think, Jack? What do you think? Does God want things to be good in your life? Jack to be, of course, yes. God wants things to be very good. Alright? By the way, you look at here. Let's turn back to John. Okay. Alright? So, Jack, you look at verse 18, right? Now, Jesus says to, to, to John, right? Jesus says to Peter. Alright? Now, Peter, I need to tell you this. Uh, when you are young, you go about on your own, you have freedom, right? You do what you want to do. But Peter, I'm telling you your future. I'm telling you your future. Your future is, this is how you're going to die. When you're old, you will stretch forth your hands. Right? He's telling him that, and, and another will gird thee and carry thee whither thou wouldest not. Means someone is going to tie you up when you're old man, stretch out your hand, they're going to crucify you. Alright? So God just told Peter how Peter is going to die when he's old. He's going to die by crucifixion. Okay. So Jack, what do you think now? Christian, be a Christian, is all, God only wants the best and all very good things in my life for me on earth. Do you think so? Uh, maybe I'll enjoy it later after he dies. <laughs> so, so yes, after he dies. So what you're saying is, Yes, God wants the very best for me, and especially it's something eternal, right? Not just temporal, not temporal. So you're right, Peter, God tells Peter you will die a martyr's death. Right? But Peter, um, you will have great reward. Just now we read also. Um, so yes, you're right. So, what did I want to ask? So, will everything work out in a Christian life to be very good? No. Alright, then Romans 8.28. Let's turn to Romans 8.28. So God says, Feed my sheep. Let them know me. Let them love me. And all things will work out great. Romans 8.28. So many, many like to quote this. Um, let's read together. And we know that all things work together for good. To them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. So all things will work together for good. But Peter was going to die a martyr's death. Have you known of Christians who, whose life was very difficult? In fact, they became very difficult after became a Christian. Have you come across? We have. After became a Christian, very difficult. The parents hated them. The parents threw them out of the home. They said, I thought I became a Christian. And the Bible says all things work together for good. To them that love Him. God wants me to love Him, right? So yeah, I love Him. But things did not work out. Shane, how? Things did not work out. I know of Christians who, because they come to believe in this God, they were kicked out of their home and they have to sleep under a tree outside. Didn't work out. But I thought we say, feed my sheep, they love me, 
hey, they love me. Things should work out. How do you explain this? God, things don't work out for us, but God might use it for His glory. Where do you get that theology from? Job. From Job. Okay, because you're studying Job now, I know. Because you turn back to John. John. John chapter 21. John chapter 21. Right? Let's read verse 19 together. This spake he signifying by what death he should glorify God. That he should glorify God. Now, Isaiah, what is the best thing that can work out for you, Isaiah? Become rich, famous? Um, yeah, I want to like, just like, uh, live and not like Live and not, <laughs> not work, retire early, have a good life. Now, what if God, now God told Peter's future. Huh? <laughs> what if God tonight tell you your future? You're going to poor, you have to work very hard, and then you're going to have a lot of health problems. Would you feel that, ah, oh, this didn't work out? You feel that it don't work out, right? I said, but I love God, but this, this didn't work out. So how? How do we reconcile all this? Now, remember that Peter's death was the crucifixion is a very shameful, very painful death, right? Very shameful also. But yet God says it will glorify Him. What works out best is when our life glorifies God. And that is something that the Christian have to realize. What works out best in our life is when our life glorifies God. Whatever that is, as long as it brings, as when God chooses and He said, this bring, brings glory to me, Peter could have asked, God, how could crucifixion bring you any glory? But we didn't see Peter retaliate. Peter did not say, why, why, why? He just know that if this brings you glory, God, then let it be so. Right? So when God says all things, now, God says, feed my sheep so that they will love me. When we love Him means what He chooses for us, we accept. And what outcome? We accept. Alright? So don't have the concept that the Christian life, when God loves me, means I'm going to have riches, retire early, have no sickness, no problem. But when we love God, God says, I promise you, your life will glorify me. That is the one thing that the Christian must aim and want to have in our life, that my life will glorify God. My life will glorify God. Alright? Okay, we'll come back to that a bit more after us. Now, but I'll ask the question number three, which, which, uh, which uh, Crystal answered. Now, can God command an emotion to love Him? Hmm? Can God command you to love? What is can or not? Did I ask? Come back to, let me see. Uh, I forget your, your name. Sindhu, yes, Sindhu, Sindhu, S-I-N-D-H-U, Sindhu. Now, Sindhu, do you think God can command us to love Him? I mean, He can, but just because He commands and then, oh, I will love God. Is it possible? 
No, right? It doesn't sound possible. But yet God says, what's the greatest commandment, Jack? Now you remember, what's the greatest commandment, God says? The first... Huh? I mean, to follow uh, His commandment. The first and great commandment is to? For all this commandment, just now we, la- we read Isaiah, your, your, your good friend. To love him, right? The first and great commandment, now you remember. The first and great commandment is to love him with all our heart, soul, strength, and mind, right? Brenda, your, your mom looks at me, Brenda, I want you to love me with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. Maybe one day you get married, then your husband say to you, I want you to love me with all. Can you command emotion? Yeah, like Sindhu said, cannot what? But yeah, it's the greatest commandment. What is the greatest commandment? How? You can command to love, but? Emotions is just a feeling. <coughs> ben, what does she mean? <laughs> she confused everybody. I think this love is not nothing to do with emotions. What your actions, what you do. Mm-hmm. Even though you don't like something, that you do it, that's love. So, all right. So Ben says this. This love. When God said, Peter, do you love me? Go do something. And God command us to love Him with all heart, soul, strength, and mind. Right. So Ben says this love has nothing to do with emotions but has to do with actions Um, what do you say Rachel what do you think when God says I command you to love me um, Ben says not about emotions but about actions you agree yeah and Romans 5.8 when it says God showed His love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's also an action. Mm-hmm. When God says that He commended His love towards us while we are, we are yet sinners, what did He say? I commend my love towards you, right? What well, are we lovable? Jack, are you lovable? <laughs> yes. Are we lovable? Are we lovable? Now, we have to look at ourselves from God's eye, you know. He's the all-holy God, the almighty God, and then we are this proud, very unclean, unholy. We may think we are clean and holy, yeah? but compared to the infinitely holy God, we are really very dirty worms. Okay, kind of like, I, I used to not like to walk behind the church there because that's where we keep our dustbins, and where dustbins are, there are many. You know, when the dustbins are there, many what? Bucks, right? Many bucks. And I go there, the cockroaches will be everywhere. Then we're trying to skip around. Then it's like, oh, very dirty. Actually, you think that they're so small, but why are we so afraid? Because we feel they are very dirty, right? They're very dirty. Um, if you try to imagine God is so holy, so pure, we are, I think, worse than cockroaches in this side. Very unclean, very yucky, very terrible. Alright? Isaiah, you like cockroaches? You, you hate cockroaches? Okay, why? I, some people eat cockroaches, you know? Yeah, hairy. You look at, oh, nothing lovable at all, right? Smell pretty bad, right? 
Jack, that's how we are to God. Right? Not lovable at all. But God says, yet when we are yet sinners, we are yet sinners, so unclean. Right? Um, um, those of you who, who may not have heard about this verse, God commend His love while we are sinners. Isaiah, you, so, you, so you definitely don't like cockroaches, right? So on your way back afterwards, then you're crossing Canning Highway, we are going McDonald's, and then you see this extra smelly, extra dirty, extra big and hairy cockroach running across the road, all right? And then the church van is about to roll over it. Would you jump in front of the church van, you lie on top of the cockroach so that the, car, so the church van rolls over you and kill you, so that the cockroach won't die? Why not? Yeah, we, you, you are so much better than a cockroach, right? <laughs> but that is exactly what Jesus Christ came to do for us. Totally unclean, smelly, dirty, not worthy of God's attention at all. But he threw himself in front of God's judgment to take everything, to die for us. So as one of you read just now, we love him because he first loved us. How can you not return such a love? Those of you who are here studying, Jen and Sophia, you're studying or you're working? Studying, all right? So I'm sure your parents or the rest also, I'm sure your parents pay lots of money. You, army, pay for you, right? So you don't understand that, right? Parents pay a lot of for, for, our, for, for education. Then we come. Then we finish our graduation. We go back. We're very thankful. We're very grateful. We know our parents suffer and they toil. God did infinitely above that, all that for us. All right? So how can we turn away from such a God? But let me ask you this. That's why God says, how great a judgment there is if you turn away from such a God, right? The judgment is also very scary. So back to this love. So God says, you're this smelly, dirty, very ugly cockroach. All right? Ultra ugly cockroach. And God says, He commends His love towards us. Do you think God says, You're so lovable, so nice smelling, I pick you up and cuddle you? No. But God says, I chose to love you. Understand? That is what God saying. I chose to love you. So I think um, Crystal said just now, love is not just an emotion. Love, this love, especially when God commands, is can you command an action? You can command an action. Can you command an emotion? Probably not. That's why this is not about just mere emotion. That's why God says, love me. And when God commands that, it is something that is not to do with our emotion first and foremost. I think, Ben, you mentioned just now. Ben, does your parents say, Ben, don't waste your time doing what? What do you like to do? <laughs> All right, don't waste your time sleeping so much when you're in Perth. Study hard. All right? Um, do you like to sleep? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Now, so we like to sleep. Now, um, how do you show your love to your parents? You love to do that thing. You love to sleep. Obeying By obeying them. All right? Do you feel a lot that time when your eyes are very droopy, you're very tired, you look at your bed, you want to sleep, I say, my parents say, I need to study. They say, go wash yourself and study. Alright? Do you feel a lot like 
you love them at that time? Right? Not really, right? Why did you deprive me of this? Why must I study so hard? When we don't feel like doing something, and we do it, very often that proves our love even greater, right? A man, a husband, looks at another woman, likes the woman, the woman likes him back, but he, but he remembers that he took a vow to love his wife, and she's the only one that he will love, none other, right? Then he says in his heart, I have all my feelings, my feelings are going crazy for this woman. But I choose to be faithful to my wife. Right? Versus a man who says, I got to follow my heart, follow my emotions. Alright. Who is someone who loves? Okay, second one, the man who just follow his heart. The first one, follow his will. Not his feelings. Which one loves the wife more? Obviously the first one, right? So, can God, question number three, can God command an emotion to love him? God is not commanding our emotion. But, okay, Ben, does our love for God has nothing to do with emotion? What do you think? Have. When you sing hymns or what? When you sing hymns, your heart feel... Um, is filled with love towards the Savior, right? Like just now we sung some. So is it devoid of emotions? But is it emotions first? No. Alright? Is a choice and act of the will first? Will emotions grow? Yes. But emotions is not the test of the Christian love for God. That's why I ask you this question. Question number three. Uh, Shane wasn't here. Alright, Shane. Explain what it means to love God then. What we have learned from the Gospel of John. Explain what it means to love God. Do you know? Have you read the Gospel of John before? Huh? By keeping His commandments. Let's turn to John chapter 14 and then we end. John chapter 14. John chapter 14. Now here is when God says, love me. It is for your good. Love me. Let's read verse 15 together. Now this is the Gospel of John. We learn what God means by love. 15, if, if you love me, keep my commandments. Alright, let's read um, verse 21. Reading, he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he is that loveth me. Let's read verse um, 23 If a man love me He will keep my words Verse 24 He that loveth me not Keepeth not my sayings Alright So God says four times The fourth time He said the other way Keeping God's commandment Is our proof Of our love to God Isaiah you want to love God? Right uh, I remember Jack You said I want to learn more about God Jack, why do you want to learn more about God? When I spoke to you on Friday, I said, yes, I want to come for Bible study. I want to learn more about God. Why do you want to learn more about God, Jack? Uh, so for blessings? Yeah, blessings. For blessings. What blessings? Uh, for a better life. For a better life. But tonight we learn that why the Christian want to be fed by God's word. Why? So that we will know Him. Why we want to know Him? 
Okay, Jack, ask it the other way. Jack, what do you think Isaiah would say? Jack, why do you hang out with Isaiah? Because I want because Isaiah is rich. And I get lots of freebies from Isaiah. Share common interests. Share common interests. Right. Do you like to hang out with Isaiah because you gain benefits from him and get blessings from him? No. no? Right. So do you think we should the Christians should love God because we want blessings from him? I mean, God's like on another level, right? So. <laughs> Come on. He's so rich, right? He can afford to drop us anything. We, we, we love God. We want to be fed because God says the great commandment that we may love Him. We learn, we come to church. In fact, I ask question number four. What is your aim of choosing a church? Some of you are looking for a church. You're a new student. What is your aim? Is it a church that will have a lot of fun, have a lot of friends so you feel good? Or is it going to be a church that will teach you to love Him by teaching you God's Word? Right? Or a church that feeds you with a lot of friendships, fun. Uh, we do. I mean, we have beach games. We have lots of lunch stuff. But that's not the reason why we have all this. Yes, there is fellowship. It's important. Part of Christian life. The, but, but the church main reason for doing anything, we read Peter say, feed the flock. Why do you choose? Why do you study God's word? It's all because I want to know Him more. I want to love Him. Right? So Isaiah, what is the proof of your love to God? Is it when you sing hymns, you cry. When you kneel down and pray, you cry. Whenever you hear the name of Jesus, you can't stop smiling. Is it that alone? No. It is what? Keep His commandments. Right? Remember, that is the Christian proof of love. So, I just summarized, Christ said, feed my sheep, right? Feed my sheep. For what? Because He loves you. He loves you because He wants you to, he, because He wants you to know Him. When you know Him, you obey Him, it is always for your good. That's why He loves you. Understand that. And the most important thing, he loved you so much that he died for your sin. Michael, you have to understand that tonight. He loves you so much, he died for your sins. Why would you reject him, right? So, and for the believer, I hope that we don't think loving Christ is about an emotion. We go, we sing, we jump, we feel very good, and we think that we love God. The test of love is when you meet your temptation this week and next week. Then you say, Lord, I love this sin very much, but I want to love you more. I don't feel like giving it up, but God, I understand today that you say, if any man love me, he will keep my commandments. So Lord, I will obey you to show my love to you. Right? Children, you obey your daddy and mommy because you want to show them your love, right? Okay? Not just fear of punishment. But there is punishment. There is chastisement. No fun. Right? Obey because you love Him. Understand? Alright, so we'll continue more another time when we come back. God willing, let's turn to God in prayer.